Hey everyone, this is Chris. So uh, this is a, something I'm recording after the episode because since I have recorded the episode uh, and today's is a wish list of other Marvel or comic book shows, one of those wishes has been granted uh, and we are getting a Moon Knight show, which I can't wait for. Um, I couldn't post the episode without including this part first because this is the, the first time this has happened. Um, Actually, no, it's the second time, but this is the one I thought would not happen, so. All that being said, we did it, Gus! We're getting Moon Knight! Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today we are joined by nobody, it's just me. Uh, we're also skipping the, the YouTube portion today, just because I'm feeling under the weather. Um, so yeah, that that's what we're doing. Uh, before we jump in, I just want to give some particular shout-outs to uh, Matt and Jen Percy from Cardboard Koinonia, my incredible wife Jill, um, my wonderful, wonderful family, um... My, I consider yeah, good friends, uh, even though we haven't chatted that much. It's just they're, they're very frequently encouraging. Uh, Hector Mirai and Chris Poirier from Faith and Fandom, as well as The Pullist, as well as uh, Becky from, uh, I almost said Cardboard Koinonia, but I know Becky is from the wonderful Redeemed Otaku. As well as, want to shout out my boy, Nicholas Christopher. Dude, thank you so much for your random messages of encouragement. They are muchly needed. <coughs> uh, and today's episode is going to be a shorter one. But a while ago when I did my uh, my dive into old blog posts on the from the 2099 uh, One Cross Street website, and I had so much fun doing the stuff I want from the Star Wars Expanded Universe, uh... This one came to mind then as well. So today we are going to look at, uh, I'm not going to be doing the numbered thing because there's more than 10, uh, or there's less than 10. We'll see. Because, uh, <laughs> well, we do this live and I don't prepare as much as I should, should sometimes. Uh, and today's episode is about other comic-based stuff I'd love to see get a Netflix series or a Prime series or a direct-to-video animation in the vein of the uh what dc does with their properties because they're most of their animated movies are spectacular um or even like a cartoon miniseries or something just other comic properties i'd love to see get this treatment so to start it off with uh let's kick it off with moon knight um i would seriously seriously friggin love a uh, a moon knight at this point it won't be netflix because marvel's not on netflix anymore um but either a dc plus or a hulu uh series moon knight i think would be great for that um as much as I'd love a movie, it would be difficult to jump into a movie. There's a lot of groundwork you need to lay, and I'm not sure it would necessarily work. Like, all the origin, I'm not sure it would work in within the confines of an hour and a half to two hour movie. Because this character has a lot of layers and about four different personalities in one. So, there's a lot of character set up to do this character justice. Um... Now, I I basically love to see it kick off with the uh, the all new, all different run, which took place uh, before Jeff Lemire's run, which I haven't read yet, but I've heard is amazing. Um, 
and the reason I'd go with this is you could easily incorporate flashbacks into the old, uh, into his origin. Um, you could do it where it's showing some of the grittier stuff and a Moon Knight run from the mid 2000s got crazy gritty. Uh, you could easily lift from there, but there was one excellent, uh, issue where I can't remember. It might've been issue four or five, um, maybe even six where Moon Knight is in Marvel. There's a new world trade center. Um, and there was a, an attempted terrorist attack there. So then Moon Knight is scaling the side of the tower and he's in constant radio contact with the police. But as he's running across certain issues, he needs to switch into his personalities where originally these personalities were alter egos where it's like he's rich. He's a mercenary, but he's also just a a cab driver where he's got the his ears to the street. But these become full-fledged personalities that sometimes he just lives, like switches into, and he's suddenly Jake Lockley and not Mark Spector. Or, and on and on and on I go, because I don't always remember the names of the personalities. Um, but as he's encountering certain things, he needs to switch into the personalities. That would be a great way to intro, like, the various names uh it's all done through like various camera footage on the tower cell phone footage from people looking up you could do it it could be so well shot and so so interesting um a common criticism of moon knight is that he is just marvel's batman um i don't think that's fair like the simulators are both are rich and both fight crime but moon knight is like batman's intense but moon knight is at times legitimately insane um but there's also so much stuff you could do with the mental health with him in a good way um yeah i i'd love a moon knight series proper uh next up is union jack um and he is probably the least known character on this list uh there have been three people that held the mantle of union jack but the one I'm most familiar with is uh, the current one, Joey Chapman. Um, what would be really cool with this character is just how low-key he is. He has no powers to speak of. He's just a dude who trained a lot and has a revolver with silver bullets because he mainly fights vampires. Uh, you could seriously do a whole mini-series based on that. And that's not an area Marvel has tapped yet with the shows uh say what you will about twilight because it's it's trash but there is an audience for for vampire stuff i mean blade showed it buffy showed it and then twilight showed it still exists i'm not complimenting twilight i'm just saying what it did um you could easily adapt that um you could you could do a lot with that. Uh, Union Jack is legitimately just the average Joe. Like he is a blue collar British worker, just trying to do the right thing. He takes up the mantle of Union Jack instead of something like Captain Britain. Even though there is a Captain Britain, like Captain Britain defends huge things. Union Jack is very much like I defend the little guy. Like he is he is the friendly neighborhood Spider Man, just not on an Avengers level. <laughs> um, 
And there was an excellent London Falling arc, which I would love to see adapted. Uh, if you ever get the chance, please read the London Falling arc. It is incredibly hard to come by because it was a very limited release, but you can find it online, and I think the Marvel, the Marvel Comics app would probably have it as well. Um, what's, uh, what's great about the character is who he represents. Like I said, the working class, he's not rich. He doff, he often does not have the final financial backing of a shield or an agency H. He's just trying to protect people. Um, I really think there's a lot you could do with that. Next one up is Gambit. Gambit is legitimately, uh, one of my favorite, uh, X-Men and his film was recently canceled. Um, after being in development hell for years, only with, like, we got Channing Tatum cast, which, I'll admit, I was in the minority on being fine with that casting. Originally, when I heard it, I was like, no, this is terrible. But there was a couple movies where I saw Channing Tatum where I'm like, you know what? You're impressing me. You're a lot better than when I first saw you in G.I. Joe, because he was terrible, and he admits he was terrible, and Coach Carter. Uh, Tatum oozes swagger, and swagger is... Swagger and charm is a huge part of Gambit, so the thing that would have been interesting is to see if he could have gotten down the the accent and the other aspects. All that being said, uh, I do think a mini series uh, f- for a Disney Plus or for a Hulu could be great for Gambit uh, because then you can. Ant Man has kind of gone into heist territory. Um, they're quasi heists. Gambit, it like used to be a full-on criminal. He would do heist sex. Heck, one of his Marvel run, Marvel now runs, uh, really showed him like teaching at the X Mansion. But he's just getting that itch, and he needs to go on a heist. And then he gets in over his head. And I, I like that run a lot. It wasn't perfect, but it was still good. Um, some of my favorite Gambit is his earliest appearances, which. If you're introducing the character, then you you gotta go. You could do it flashback. Um, but if they could somehow get to where you got uh, Laura Kearney, a.k.a. X-23, Gambit showed up in her run, and it was awesome. Because Gambit's always... Like, he's such a huge ladies' man, but they really go out of the way off the bat to show, like, he's not he's not trying to hit on Laura. He's, he's legit trying to look out for her. Uh, they have a very touching and caring relationship. So I'd love to see Gambit get some love, and as much as a movie would be great, uh, I think we're a while away from that, so a, a mini-series might be a way to go. I'm hoping with the eventual Netflix shows, uh, not the Netflix shows, the uh, Disney Plus shows and the Hulu shows, uh, that they'll learn from some of the mistakes of the Marvel Netflix where it was, well, we got it. We have 13, so we have to make the stories last 13. Some stories did not need 13 friggin, uh, Jessica Jones season two could have been done in four, if not six daredevil season two, not saying that it was bad, but like I've said before, after watching season, after watching the Punisher and then going back to it, the first four episodes carry such momentum that when Electra comes, it just kind of hits a halt. Um, you're hearing Luna in the background trying to figure out how to get a ball from under a chair. Um, so hopefully going forward, some of these would be will be like four episodes or six episodes or that the story will dictate the episodes and not vice versa. Uh, Gambit, I think you could do in four to six. Next up is 
Scott Pilgrim. Now, this is not a slam against the movie, because if I could, I would carry every single cast member over from the movie. Uh, The movie is actually one of my favorite comic book movies. It's so original, so funny. There's only one part that I find incredibly awkward, uh, but the rest, I I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, Chris Evans is absolutely amazing as Lucas Lee. Um, so funny. If you haven't seen the movie, look up the clips. Um, but the movie is outstanding. Um, however, it 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 also is at points quite faithful to the book. There's some stuff where you're like, I'm looking at what I read in the book on the on the screen. That being said, uh, the books are outstanding. There are six. The movie was the six books condensed to one. And because of how much I enjoy the books, I would love a six, uh, a, a six episode miniseries where you can really dive into the books. A lot, a number of characters kind of got combined in the movie just because they weren't in the, sorry, a number of the characters from the books were combined or were dropped from the movie altogether. So I would just love to see a movie adapting the books. The It's not a slam on the existing movie. As I've said, the existing movie is outstanding. Um, but just because I want more Scott Pilgrim, I think this is the way to go. Uh, next up is either a miniseries or, uh, or you could do it as a cartoon based on Chris Yost's uh, Red Robin run from the, right before the New 52. Uh, Tim Drake is my... It's weird. I want to say my second favorite Robin, but he might be my favorite Robin only because Dick Grayson is the first Robin. He was amazing, but I think of him more as Nightwing than I do Robin. Tim Drake was Robin for a good while. He was the Robin of the 90s after they killed Jason Todd. Um, He's a crazy interesting character because in many ways he is the most like Bruce Wayne in the sense of he, he... he is the detective before the new 52. And I think he's currently dead in quotation marks in rebirth. Um, Batman's like, he's going to be a better detective than I am because he's far younger than me. And right now he's, he's almost at my level. Uh, when he was a child, he figured out that Robin was Dick Grayson because as a kid, he, as a younger kid, he saw the flying Grayson's. He saw like, a pure, like a purely only Grayson move from Robin. So he figured out that Robin was Dick Grayson. And then by deduction, he figured out Bruce Wayne was Batman. Um, the red Robin one run was great. Uh, I enjoyed it so much. You see at points like Tim's at this point in the comics, Bruce Wayne is dead quotations, but back in time because comic books, uh, so he takes a sullied mantle of Red Robin, one that was a former alias of somebody else and then Jason Todd, um, because he's like, I'm going to have to do things that look questionable. And Dick became Batman and chose Damien to be his Robin. And Tim at first was a little upset, but Dick's like, you're my equal. We're not your Damien needs someone to be in charge of him. You don't. Um, it goes Tim goes across the world at points. He comes up with his own list that is very similar to uh, Tower of Babel. And it was a really, really good run that I would just... 
thoroughly enjoy to see. Um, I would love to see Tim get a new Red Robin solo series and back to the pre-New 52 costume. It's a great costume. And I, I, yeah, I'd love to see, I'd love to see the show. Uh, next up is Better Ray Bill. While I would love, and I'm still holding out hope to see Better Ray Bill in the MCU, um, I think a, a Disney Plus show would, would be great, um, for Better Ray Bill. Because you could, you could weave in Chris Hemsworth as Thor if they don't introduce him in the movies, um, you could have Better Ray Bill off doing cosmic stuff. You could have him interact with the Nova Corps, other characters from Asgard, uh, potentially Lady Sif, because as far as we know, she's not dead. Um, and then you could lead up to uh, his four or so episode arc based on the excellent God Hunter miniseries. Where he goes toe-to-toe with friggin' Galactus. Um, he squares off against Silver Surfer. He squares off against a bunch of people. It would be... I, I, Better Ray Bill is a character that I love. And I th- he's one where I'm not sure the movies will necessarily work. I'm still holding out hope. But Disney Plus would be a, a good way to go. Uh, next up is... Alpha Flight, which is basically Canada's Avengers, who will most likely never get a movie. Um, a series, be it a cartoon or a miniseries, uh, focus on them could be a fun watch. You could easily weave in ex- uh, in and out other X-Men, especially Wolverine. He's been with them. X-23. You could have them looking out for a rampaging Hulk or a Hulk-like creature. You could easily also weave in Deadpool. Uh, I'd love to see a Canadian team get on the map. They are a very, very different kind of team. Some of their stuff is hokey, but I do think if you did a Canada-based team, it a lot of people in Canada would love it. Alpha Flight being what they are, they're, they're not huge heroes. None of them are A-listers. Most of them are B or even C. But they do have an audience, and I think I think it would work. Um, next up is an animated series based on uh, the entire Marvel 2099 run. Um, if you could do it in similar to tones of some of the DC animated movies, I think it would be great. Uh, the reason I'd say go with animated is it'd be bloody expensive to do a show in this like if you've read any of the 2099 comics which i really recommend uh spidey 2099 the original run by peter david might be one of my uh, spidey 2099 is up there as one of my favorite spider-man uh he's tied if not slightly edged out over peter parker uh sorry Parker fans, I love Peter, and I love Peter Parker's Spider-Man, but I don't know what it is, there's just something I love about Miguel O'Hara and the 2099 Spider-Man if you've read any of those comics, you know how drastically different that is, so it would be insanely expensive to try to do that as a CG show Um, not a CG show, sorry a, a, a show with practical and CGI effects it would be insanely expensive Um, and animation would free you up to do a lot. You can sink a lot of money into animation and have it look outstanding. Um, and then with this show, you could easily do specific episodes focusing on the X-Men of 2099, Spider-Man of 2099. Um, basically everybody except Ravage, because Ravage was weird. Um, 
Yeah, Ravage 2099 was weird. And then you could do a crossover event based on the fall of Hammer and then also crossover with Doom because you could weave in and out Doom 2099 who was insanely gangster. Um, and then you could also do a second season based on uh, something that happened in the comics which was called uh, 2099 World of Tomorrow AD meaning after Doom because Doom took over the US and basically the world and then you could do the finale Manifest Destiny which is difficult to explain but it was a it was a fun run um, next up I would l they did a little bit of a shout out to this in the movies but I would love to see the Secret Avengers now at this point it would be difficult to do it as the Secret Avengers have been around for a while, but there was a run in the comics where Steve was, uh, Rogers was in charge of it. I think it was after the, uh, uh, no, sorry, after the Superhero Registration Act. Um, but it was basically Avengers doing Black Ops stuff, like off-the-books missions. Yeah, basically, it, I think Secret Avengers would be a great show. Um, Next one is a non-Marvel a non one. Uh, it is a miniseries. It probably is a cartoon. Um, although, a uh, actually with the cast, it would be great as well. Uh, based on the IDW comic Star Trek The Q, Can the Q Gambit. Uh, it would be a blast for Trekkies old and new because it does briefly involve Jean-Luc Picard and then uh, Q. But then it dips into the Kelvin timeline. Uh, and that's where live action could be great because that could be almost a send-off for that cast since we're not getting Star Trek IV with them. So, pipe dream, I know. Um, so maybe animated would get them back because it's cheaper. Um, but then Q goes into the, the Kelvin timeline and then he goes, brings them forward in the timeline. So then you encounter Kelvin timeline versions of the uh, DS9 crew, which was great. Um, yeah, I would, I would actually love to see this, uh, this happen. I, the Q Gambit is one of my favorite, uh, Trek comics, uh, just the way it ties in a lot of other characters, but then in different settings, uh, that's the advantage of the Kelvin timeline. Cause then you can look at the, at Q encountering the paw wraiths or, uh, friggin' whatever Cisco was, because I can't remember. Because um, <laughs> I, I just seriously can't remember. Um, and then also, you can do stuff with the new cast, the new versions of Kirk and Spock. Um, I, I, I would personally enjoy that one a lot. Uh, next up is an animated version of Civil War. Now, this is not a slam at all against Captain America's Civil War, because uh, I loved Captain America's Civil War. But the original comic story was so much bigger uh, in terms of everything, but especially the amount of characters involved, the impact, um, and just, like I said, everything. Uh, there was so much more there than what could have been in the film. Uh, heck, you could have... Civil War could have been its own phase. Um you could have unfolded that story over many movies because sides are chosen. Uh, people like people die. It, it was constantly developing. It is, uh, Rob from comics explained, he's got a video covering the entire, the entirety of civil war. And I think that video is about 
somewhere between four and eight hours. Um, it's nuts. Yeah. Uh, next up is another lesser known one, but it's uh, Jeff Lemire's Essex County. Um, this was a much smaller non superhero comic series that was excellent. Uh, I think a live action miniseries uh, would be wouldn't be hard to do. And it could be a great thing if done right. Uh, my buddy Mike, who's been a frequent guest on here, uh, he introduced me to Access County. The art is great. Uh, the story is excellent. Jeff Lemire's uh, non-superhero stuff is frequently stuff I can recommend. Uh, and then finally we come to... Actually, not finally. Uh, but the next one, you'd have to do an animated, but I would love it. Uh, if Marvel and DC could put aside their differences, their current differences, for this series and it was something they did in the 90s so here's hoping they can again uh but an animated series based on the uh amalgam comics line uh for those that don't know marvel and dc crossed uh, had in the past had done crossover issues but then they did ones in the 90s where it's like these people are going to square off it's the different universes are brothers and they're fighting and it was weird uh but basically based on votes like certain people won certain battles uh, but then before the finale they introduced like amalgamated versions of these characters so you had Dark Claw who was Batman and Wolverine you had the Amazon who was Storm and Wonder Woman you had Super Soldier who was amalgamation of Captain America and Superman and then one of my personal favorites and I would love to see it uh, even an episode based on this character friggin Moonwing who was Dick Grayson, Nightwing, and Moon Knight mashed into one. It was awesome. Uh, it's it's absurd, but the right kind of absurd. So I would definitely, I would definitely enjoy it. Uh, and then finally, some other ones that I'd love to see. Just I'm not going to go as in depth with them. Is uh, X23. X23 could be great. Um, either animated or live action um if they did live action they'd have to age the character from when we saw her in logan uh green lantern and flash rebirth uh either probably cartoon both would be great both were excellent uh things from jeff johns agent venom you'd almost have to it, it would be a horror series because it gets dark um i i do recommend it to people but especially if you're christian and uh borderline well no at points mephisto is there so demonic stuff if that is upsetting to you and negatively affects you i had like i have a friend who i hold dear and it like he had some nightmares after reading this and he's like i can't read it i gotta put it down so if it's gonna cause you in any way to stumble don't but if it if you can read that stuff without it causing you to stumble then it was a great series um and i'd love to see an animated version of it uh it would be live action it would be a horror series um you'd almost have to do this animated but an animated maximum carnage series would be every 90s fanboy would love it uh and any fan of carnage i think would get would get behind it Carnage, as much as I love him, I don't know how you can do that character and do him as he was in the comics um, on the big screen. The only way I see the big screen working is if they do something they did in the 90s Spider-Man show where he's draining people's life force and or the the 
uh, Ultimate Comics where Carnage was... The symbiote didn't take over Cletus Cassidy. The symbiote was just a living thing that fed on people. Uh, it drained people, period. Like, they were lifeless husks after. Um, Carnage, but you can do this in animation. Uh, DC, they're animated movies. People people die, not in overly bloody ways, but they, they start pushing the envelope, man. Um... Nova would be interesting to do in a miniseries. Nova, I know less about, but I know a lot of people are clamoring for him. And then also, I think cartoon would be the way to go, but a cartoon series adaptation of IDW's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think that'd be excellent. Well, dear listener, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today. Uh, you, ugh, man, I'm not feeling good. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and let me know in the comments. What would... What series would you love to see done as a cartoon or a live-action miniseries or even a movie? It's it's a lot of fun for me to talk about this stuff. Eventually, we might do an episode about the Amalgam stuff just because there's so much fun ridiculous there that I feel we could devote more time to it. Uh, with all that being said, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy it. And for those who have been uh, uh, keeping uh, me in your prayers... I deeply appreciate it. Um, for those of you who don't know Jesus, uh, who don't know Jesus, I do pray that you will come to know him or be willing to uh, to encounter him. Uh, God is a great God. That doesn't mean life will be automatically easy and you'll have rims on your rims because, well, that's just frankly not true. But God is a good God who will get you through, who who does love you. Um, yeah, I pray that you'll come to know him. Uh, all that being said, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy, and God bless, my friends. Take care. Peace.